Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another Strong Goo Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Donar, and today I want to talk to you about how we need to change the way we view exercise so we could view it as a way to play. And if we're playing, more often than not, we're having fun in the play we're having. This concept of play creates an enjoyable experience, which we then could regularly seek out. And if something becomes consistent, well, then it becomes a habit and then eventually a way of life. We'll get more in depth with that in a sec, but if you like what you hear in this episode, please share and support by clicking the like button and follow the Strong Goo Podcast for weekly tips and tricks for self-development. Okay, everyone, let's go. What up, my Strong Goo fam? Joe Donar here, and today I want to talk to you about the importance of playing, how we can use this concept to apply to any goal we have so we have a better shot to obtain it. But this play starts when we're young, because back in my day, and yep, I just used that line, back in my day when I was growing up, I played hard, man. And I guess what I mean by that is that I played all the time. And you couldn't stop me from going outside and getting dirty, or having races to see who the fastest on the block was, or who could launch themselves the furthest off the swings. I was all in on everything. And geez, the games I played with my best friend Lisa Spagnola when I was growing up back in Cicero were crazy. And usually it consisted of a lot of variations of the game tag. And I remember one style of tag we played was called bike tag. This is where instead of tagging someone with your hand, we literally tagged them with our bike by trying to collide right into them at full speed. And if you didn't knock them off, well, you weren't going fast enough. Another version we played was called Rock Tag, and yep, it sounds like what it is. You literally throw rocks at each other until the game usually ends when someone gets tagged with a rock in their head and start to bleed everywhere and get rushed to the hospital like what happened to my brother Matthew. Sorry, bro. Or I even recall taking the classic game of tag and making it harder by playing behind an old bar. This always made it harder due to the fact we didn't have any traction on the ground because of all the broken glass from the smashed beer bottles that were left in the alley. And I still have a scar on my palm to show you how that game ended. And that was me going to the hospital this time. And then when my family moved to Woodridge in 92, I quickly fell in love with skating. And I mean, I rollerbladed. I really didn't skateboard because it was much harder to learn and I didn't have the patience for that. So I chose to rollerblade, which was a lot faster and a lot easier. But I still viewed myself as a skater and adopted the full-on lifestyle. Big pants, backwards hat, and punk music. Well, lots of punk music because damn the man, right? I fell in love with skating, though. I really did. It gave me such a huge rush of adrenaline by grinding down handrails and jumping big gaps or entire stairs. But it also taught me philosophy and it gave me a way to continuously face my fears. And then when I did face my fears, I realized those fears weren't so scary in the first place. Isn't it funny how we always just make something out to be worse than it actually is? That's pretty crazy, right? Why do we do that? But anyways... Another awesome thing that I absolutely loved about skating was the fact I received immediate feedback on my performance. Either I stuck the trick like a sweet 360 misty flip over a 15-foot gap, or I ate shit attempting a fish brain down a 30-foot staircase. So yeah, when I hit that trick, I was on cloud nine, but if I didn't, which was more often than not, I would bang the crap out of myself and I would completely feel that mess up. And so after each fall, I didn't want to mess up again because I didn't want to get hurt again, so I tried to assemble the reason why that trick didn't work. This provided me with a better game plan on how to execute whatever I was trying to work on so I could eventually accomplish the trick or make it better. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is what play is symbolic for, which is learning how to deal with the hurt so we can make it better so we can land our tricks in life. But we just need to allow ourselves a chance to play outdoors preferably, but indoors will work too. And if we start playing more, well, we'll start moving more. Yay! Everyone loves more movement, don't they? At least I know I do. 
And this becomes the beginning of something great because now we don't associate exercise with this dreadful thing that we have to do but really hate doing like putting away our laundry or brushing our teeth. So we have to remember if we go into anything with a bad attitude by saying we hate a particular something before we actually know if we do or do not, we're usually sabotaging a great opportunity for us to discover and experience something new that we can learn from. And after adopting the idea of a plan, applying it to our everyday, we can now view physical activity, exercise, or anything else that helps build us better health or a strong body as something to look forward to. Or, hear me out on this, or being grateful to have the opportunity to do anything we want to do, we just need to see it as a way to play. But it always starts with play, and it starts with kids, because in my opinion, children need to learn how to play as soon as they know how to crawl. When kids play, they learn how to fall and be okay with the blood that they just scraped open. And I don't know about you, or even if you have kids, but did you ever notice that young kids don't walk anywhere? They run, like everywhere. This was one of my favorite things to see in my house, or if we're at the park, or even in a grocery store. They run from this to that, and they only stop when some adult yells out, slow down, you're going to hurt yourself. So my question is, well, what if they did get hurt? What happens then? Because overprotecting children nowadays doesn't prepare them for future pain. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. So we need to let them run and give them a chance to play. And this goes for us as well. We're no exception because we have to change our philosophy on how we approach health and fitness to where it's more fun and play. Then it won't be as serious because it shouldn't be. It's just a workout and it's just fun and games. And the cool thing is by learning how to play this game well and teaching play at an early age, it teaches us how to be independent and free from medications, disease, or anything else that numbs the effects and never focuses on the cause. For we are the cause, and the awesome thing is we can find the cause and fix it anytime we want. We just need to want to change it. So we shouldn't view training and exercise as an option for us to choose, because health should never be an option. It's just something we automatically do. And instead, we need to view it as a way to play while taking things a little bit more lightly because life doesn't have to be super serious all the time. And guys, you got to do me a favor. The next time you play, notice how fast the time goes by. This is because we lose ourselves in the game we're playing. And whatever your game is, though, you got to make it fun or it won't stick. And if something's not sticking, well, something's not working the way it should. The key is to try to figure out and see what's not working as quick as possible, just like my old skater days, so you don't bust your ass like I did. And when you do bust your ass, well, smile about it and take it on the chin and realize, well, you have a lot more moves to go in this game you're playing. All right, guys, that's it. Love, happy, my friends. Thanks for listening. And remember, the work is the journey and the journey will forever be the work. Till next time.